Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast, where I get you disconnected from addiction and plugged into recovery. I am your host, Connor Duffy. If you are struggling with addiction or you need resources for treatment or other types of resources in your area, you could reach out to my direct line. That is 203-917-8862. Again, 203-917-8862. What I want to talk with you about today is controlling your emotions when you want to relapse. This is going to happen. There are going to be times when you want to relapse, when cravings or urges come up, when things piss you off and you are in an emotional state. One of the most important things that you can learn is how to control your emotions because I'm telling you, there are going to be ups and downs in sobriety. It's what life is, is experiencing the ups and the downs. And the problem is, is we easily get carried away by our emotions in early recovery. There's a, a lot of things that we're not used to. And to be honest with you, it could really land you in trouble if you don't have the right guidance or you don't have the right mindset on how to uh, really minimize these emotions that pop up. And really the emotions that I'm talking about you, that you really got to be careful of, uh, there's a few of them. Um, uh, anger, resentment, and fear. You know what I mean? Those three right there. And there's a few others too that are important. Uh, shame, guilt. Those things are uh, emotions that you got to be careful of too when you're focused on the past. But really the big three is, is anger, resentment, and fear. When we are in a fearful state, when we are in an angry state and a resentful state, this is a recipe for disaster. This is where we act out on our emotions because our logic goes out the window in these three states of mind, you know, or I should say in these emotional states. Now, the funny thing about anger is anger is fear uh, camouflaged. You know what I mean? It really is because there's always some type of fear underneath anger. It's a secondary, uh, anger is really a secondary emotion. You know what I mean? It's usually fear that triggers anger in us. And anger gets us to act irrational. It gets us to make quick uh, decisions that we regret later on. But in the moment, we are not really thinking about how they play out. At least that was the case for me. I was a very, uh, when I was younger, I was a very angry kid. I acted out on anger. And, you know, I really acted first and then asked questions later. You know what I'm saying? And um, it got me in a lot of trouble. And to be honest with you, it was something I really need to work on in recovery, you know, because um, the whole point of sobriety is really to, to start to work on uh, a balanced state of being. It's, it's the whole idea is we need to transcend as an individual. We are not going to be able to operate in the same way that we operated when we are in uh, active using and drinking. The attitudes and behaviors that we had in our active using and our active addiction is not going to translate in sobriety because if we act the same way, we have the same attitudes, behaviors, and the perspective is the same. I'm telling you, it's just a matter of time before you're going to go back to drinking, before you go back to using, or you're going to pick up a different vice that is just as bad as the drinking or using. You know what I mean? So um, we need to operate along different guidelines, along different principles, 
Because the person who is angry, the person who is fearful, the person that is uh, resentful towards others, uh, it's just a matter of time before we uh, self-sabotage again. You know what I mean? We cannot afford that. In sobriety, we cannot afford those big three right there. So when emotions come up to, uh, to want to relapse, uh, first it's, you know, these three are the emotions you have to be very, very mindful of and very careful of. Um, a lot of times when you want to relapse, these three you could usually point out. So whenever you get cravings or whenever you get urges, really think about, okay, are one of these three prevalent in my life right now? Am I angry about something or am I resentful towards somebody? And am I fearful of something? And a, a good example of this is like, okay, like, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't fear anything. And the truth of the matter is, is it's typically not the case. Um, if you're thinking about the past and it's causing you uh, guilt and shame and remorse, there's fears underlying uh, those emotions as well. You know what I mean? We usually fear that we're not going to be uh, able to move on in sobriety and we're not going to be able to have a good life in sobriety because we're focused on what we were and the identity that we associate ourselves with from the past. You know, um, it's okay to reflect and think about you know, how we need to change and how we need to learn from our mistakes. But it's another thing to live in shame, guilt, and, and fear. You know what I'm saying? It brings out a negative energy to us. And usually, if we don't have good answers or we don't come up with good answers or good solutions on how to move forward, we, you know, we want to escape. Nobody wants to feel like that. So you need to be very mindful about what you put your focus into. Um, when it comes to resentment, resentment is just straight up poison and really anger and resentment are cousins, you know, are very close, very close cousins. They, uh, they're a lot, uh, they're a lot alike and, um, they both lead to, like I mentioned earlier, I know for myself, just irrational behavior. I would just get to the point where I did not give a shit, um, if I was making a mistake or not, my anger and resentment would lead me to making choices that I was going to regret and I knew it, but I was going to do it anyway. You know what I mean? So you have to be very uh, cautious and you have to be, you really have to do an inventory on what makes you angry, uh, what type of people, places and things bring that out in you and you really got to um, you know, either one, avoid it at all costs or really start to work on your anger, whether that be with a therapist, whether you have healthy coping mechanisms like going to the gym, going for a run, um, and removing yourself from situations that are going to bring that out, uh, in you, you know what I'm saying? Because, um, it's, it's not going to lead to a place where you're going to be content in sobriety and it's going to put your sobriety in jeopardy. Um, another thing that can help you when you are in a state of wanting to relapse or when these emotions come up is really changing your perspective on what it is that you're going through. Um, whatever is happening, um, is this something that is going to impact you a year down the line, uh, 
three years down the line, five years down the line. This is what I call um, zooming out and really taking yourself out of the uh, day-to-day, your daily issues and really taking yourself, almost looking at yourself from a bird's eye view um, at the longevity of your life. Is this one thing that's happening in your life that, um, or maybe it's not one thing, but this um, scenario in your life or this moment in your life, the way that you're feeling, is this going to impact you for the next year, three years, five years? And if we're being honest, 99% of the time, the answer to that is no. Uh, We're looking at things through a magnifying lens. And don't get me wrong, life can be stressful and problems arise and, and things come up. But the truth is, is usually these feelings, these emotions are fucking temporary. You know what I mean? And the real problem is, is when we take a temporary circumstance and we make a permanent uh, decision based off of that temporary feeling. This is when we end up in real trouble. And I used to do this all the time. I used to feel a certain way. I used to get pissed off or, or you know, I used to get into this mindset that, um, you know, I was just in a reactive mindset instead of a responsive mindset. There's a big difference there. You know what I mean? Ask yourself, do I react to the things that happen in my life or do I respond? And am I thoughtful in my, in my um, response to people and the way that I carry myself? And, and, or am I constantly reacting to the things that are going on around me? Because this is the punchline. 99% of the shit that you're going to encounter in your life, you do not have control over. All you can really control is yourself, your decision-making, your attitude, your perspective, and your behavior. And that, those couple things right there, that's all you need control over to have a good life, to have the things that you want, to be successful, to move forward and continue to progress, Right? You only need control over those things. The problem is, is most people want to control every other fucking thing in their life. And this is when you're going to get in trouble because people cannot accept things that the way that they just are, you know, that's when I got in the most trouble. I couldn't accept things the way that they are. And guess what? I was fighting against reality and I lost every time, you know what I mean? And, and again, this is what causes fear and anger and resentment. It's when you're not able to accept other people the way that they are. You can't accept reality for what it is. And you can't accept certain things that just are. The truth is the truth no matter what. Meaning there is no explanation for it. If there are things going on in, uh, uh, in your life or around you that you can't control, but you find that you can't accept it for what it is, no one else is going to suffer other than you. You're the only person that's going to suffer. So having acceptance uh, in my life really played a, a, major, a major role in my sobriety, and it still does today. There are things that happen almost on a, a daily basis, especially when you have a business and you have a, a, a rehab facility that you know there's a lot of circumstances that pop up and and it's not just about that either there's just things in life that pop up whether you have a business or not that you need to learn to accept and that you're not necessarily expecting 
and you need to expect the unexpected and look at it as an obstacle, look at it as a necessary challenge to uh, really test your strength and to test your patience. That's how I really try to look at things in my life when, when they pop up and I'm having a difficult time um, really accepting it. Um, I try to look at it as like, okay, this is a test. This is something that is here to, um, you know, uh, test my patience and make me more um, understanding of different circumstances and just, you know, get into a responsive state. The more that I could respond instead of react, the better off I am. You know what I mean? And, and um, because if not, you're going to drive yourself crazy. And a lot of times, especially when we are early in recovery, um, we are susceptible to making poor choices when we are constantly reacting um, and not being mindful about our um, you know, thoughts, attitudes, and behaviors. We need to be thoughtful of these things at all times. And um, it's easy to get carried away, you know, where... We're human beings, you know what I mean? We make mistakes, and and so do the people around us, and it's going to continue to happen, you know? Things aren't going to go the way that you want them to go, and there's going to be days that you have cravings. And and here's the thing, too. This is the punchline as well. I want to add this, that there's not going to be always a reason either when cravings and and urges to use... um, pop up. There's not going to be a reason that you can always point to. Um, You know, I know I've spoke a lot about these different types of emotions, anger, regret, resentment, fear, uh, guilt, shame, all these things, right? But there's going to be times too when you're just going to have cravings and you don't necessarily know why. You know what I mean? It could just be a fucking sunny day out uh, and you're driving with the windows down and a craving just comes on because it's a beautiful day and you think it would be great to have a beer in your hand. You know what I mean? Like these things happen, but the whole idea is, you know, how is this going to, uh, how would a drink actually, um, give value to your life? This is another tool that I like to use. Um, and I know I'm giving you a few different tools here, but another strategy or another tool I like to use is, is what I learned in AA, which is called playing the tape through, you know, fast forward, uh, play the tape through, like fast forward past your craving and your urge. Again, kind of take a bird's eye view and look at how taking one drink or taking one pill or buying one bag, never mind how it is in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Never mind what it would look like in the first uh, 10 minutes of that, uh, of that using, you know what I mean, of, of that relapse. What is it going to look like 10 hours later? You know, be honest with yourself. Um, if you are being honest with yourself, you know that there is no one. Um, you uh, know that there's not going to be um, a scenario where you got your feet in your you got your feet in the sand and you're having a good old jolly time and you could just have a beer or two on the beach and that's that it's not going to happen you know what i mean it's going to end up an absolute disaster otherwise you would have done it already you know what i mean and um addicts and alcoholics we tend to really 
be strong living in denial or living in la-la land. You know, we go to the good stuff. We go to um, romanticizing the drink or the drug and we completely skip past the ugly, dark part of addiction and where it leads to and being in that bottomless pit, that soulless pit where you just don't even want to be around anymore. You know, that's, that's how I look at addiction, man. When I, you could put a pill right in front of me at this point and it really wouldn't trigger me at all. And I'm not saying that because I'm like, you know, skilled or talented or anything like that. But, but the reason I'm bringing it up is because I go straight to where it brought me. You know what I'm saying? I look at that shit as like a skull and crossbones. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not attractive to me because I've smashed the idea in my head that it's going to give me any type of value. And that's real shit. That's just the truth. You know, it's not an attractive thing to me. It's not going to give me any type of value or long-term relief. Um, It's not going to move me towards my better self. It's only going to move me towards the destruction of self. And if I can't repeat something, right? If you can't repeat an act on a daily basis um, or repeat um, uh, taking an action on a daily basis and it's not going to bring you to your better self, then why do it? You know what I mean? Um, So buying a bag buying a pill, drinking a beer, it's not going to do anything for me. It's only going to, um, it's only going to encourage, uh, further destructive behavior. And I can't afford that. You know what I mean? I I really, I cherish life today and, um, and I really want to be of service. I want to accomplish great things in this life. And, you know, really achieve the goals that I have and and help other people and have a family of my own someday and do things that really bring meaning to life. And the bullshit vices that have us escape from, from, you know, our present being, it's not going to do that. It's not going to give me anything of value. So I always have to remember that, you know what I mean? And play the tape through and get real with what addiction really is and what sobriety has brought me, you know? And if you're listening to this and and you're struggling and you're on day 1 or you're not on, you're not even on day 1 yet and you don't have faith that sobriety can work, I'm telling you it can, man. I'm telling you that your best life is in sobriety. It is not struggling with this shit. You know what I mean? It's like having a fucking you know, 800-pound gorilla on your back, man. It is relentless, and it does not let you up. Once you are down, you stay down until you decide to, to give up the fight because it's a real losing battle. You know what I'm saying? Put the guns down. The war is over. It is an unwinnable war. We are playing an unwinnable game. The game is fucking rigged. You know what I mean? The only way you could win and I say like win addiction is by giving it up, you know, is by trying to live uh, along a different uh, grounds, a different, a different, finding a different meaning to life, finding that, you know, being real, that it just leads to unnecessary sacrifice. You know what I mean? There are things that, that you can 
there is necessary suffering, you know what I mean? And then there's unnecessary suffering. Addiction is unnecessary suffering. We do not need to suffer in that manner. Now, we do need to suffer in life. Life does come, um, I should say, suffering comes with life. You cannot avoid suffering. But the whole idea is to suffer in ways that move us towards a better life, not uh, not a destructive life. You know what I mean? So any form of relapse, any form of using or drinking for people like you and I, for people that clearly can't drink safely, clearly can't use safely, it's not worth it. There's no way you can justify it. You know what I mean? So um, if you are struggling with addiction um, and you know you feel like there's no way out and you need to get help. I mean, you know, there is help out there. You don't have to suffer alone. You don't have to isolate and and live a meaningless, soulless life. It is a fucking dark, lonely road to go down. You know what I mean? And the good news is, is that the pain that it brings you to can actually bring you to your best self because it has to get very, very painful in order for us to make a change. And that's the truth. Because otherwise, we wouldn't want to get sober to begin with. You know, if it was all roses and dandelions and and sunshine and fucking rainbows, there'd be no reason to get sober to begin with, you know? So um, the good news is if you are in a painful state, this is actually bringing you to your best self if you so choose. If you realize that I've had enough and I want to get better, you know? Um and if you do want to get better and uh, you're looking for resources, like I said, if you're looking for treatment, I do own a, a rehab facility. Um, if you're looking for other resources, there are other avenues, there are other routes to sobriety as well. And that is available, you know, and uh, there is help for everybody, no matter what the case is. So if you are struggling with addiction, you can reach out to my direct line. That is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. And if you could please rate this podcast, I'd greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, I don't run any ads on here. I pretty much just go with the flow and and I uh, go off the top. And, you know, the only way that this really gets out there to other people is by um, giving a rating. And, you know, it really could save a life. Um, or help uh, an individual that feels hopeless and helpless. So much love. I will see you on the next one.